welcome to an extra special Fourth Officials podcast. I am your host, Tom Miller, here with pundits, James Lewis, Ken Lee, and Dr. Pete. We are going to break down all of the crazy Super League, James. The That's Super great. Well, it's good that I have a professional title for it now. I'm a pundit. Yes. Yeah. And what I say pundit. matters. For this one week, I'm calling you a pundit. Um, not just I'll never an let anti-United you take it back. fan or a Plastic City fan. Senior correspondent of idiocy, <laughs> James Lewis. Uh, I earned that title. So we're going to break down a lot of the Super League stuff that's happening, and we're each going to give our opinion and give some supporting data for that opinion. I would like to say first that uh, I think we can all agree that the name, the Super League, is stupid. And that Agreed. we could do so much better. I mean, it just sounds like something that, you know, somebody made up, like a six-year-old made up. Can we all agree on that? Agree. Yeah, I think there's some uh, there's got to be a better noodle to stick to the wall than. Uh, I think we. Sure, I think we. St- we. It, it actually it doesn't go far enough. Is what it is. I think it should be the super happy, fun time mega? money league, mega money league, <laughs> mega money league. We the are super happy fun time mega money league. <laughs> we are of course referring to the twelve clubs that have signed on the twelve of the biggest clubs in the world, and Arsenal. <laughs> And Arsenal. It's so hilarious the, the the little jabs that are taken, and we have a Tottenham fan. On how they sneak in? I just want to know how game. Arsenal snuck in. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Go on. Uh, Tottenham is also on that list. Uh, the list basically, these clubs have said they're gonna break off from the Champions League. That was the original statement. They didn't say they're gonna leave the Premier League or the La Liga or anything like that. They said they're basically breaking off from the Champions League to form their own Super League. And the Super League uh, consists of Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United, Tottenham, Atletico Madrid, Barcelona, Real Madrid, AC Milan, Inter Milan, and Juventus. I believe, James, we looked up the valuation of clubs and nine of the top ten are in there. Nine of the top ten, and then it's like, you know, I mean, they're all in the top 15, but it's nine out of the top ten. I do like that um, Florentino Perez, the Real Real Madrid uh, president, is heading the whole thing, and he did an a, a interview not too long ago where he said that <laughs> he said the French clubs were not invited. <laughs> we did not invite the German clubs either. <laughs> we will invite them now, but the fact that they they can join or not, but it won't stop the league. <laughs> so PSG was not invited. Specifically, <laughs> not yes. invited. Yeah, he said they were well. not invited. Um, of course, this is because. PSG, one of their one, it's either their president or their director sits on the board with the UEFA Champions League, and the Germans Bayern Munich has some uh, has some guys on the UEFA the UEFA board as well. So they're not going to abandon ship. So they were never talked to about the mutiny. Can we call it a mutiny, guys? It's turned financial into one. mutiny. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically, yeah. all these clubs say they're breaking off and they're going to form their own super league which each one of them will receive a an initial payment of between 300 and 400 million euros. We believe, uh, based on the reports that are coming out, that there is a major financier involved. I think it's J.P. Morgan, James. 
I didn't read. I didn't read, but you know, why not? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you don't know any of those kind of details yet. It's just that all these clubs have come out. I do like the varying ways that the English clubs came out and said it. I think Arsenal and Tottenham said we've been invited (laughs) (laughs) to the Super League and uh, United and, and City just kind of released statements that are pretty much the same, just saying that they're joining the Super League. Um, no, Glazer, and, Glazer had a statement about how, you know, it's not about the money, blah, blah, blah. Same as Perez. Oh, yeah. 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 Perez is the one who's been coming out and saying uh, that because of the pandemic, he said this. He said, because of the pandemic, a lot of clubs have lost more than 100 million euros. 200 million, he said, with some clubs. I'm not going to name names. I think he was talking about Real Madrid. <laughs> Well, he doesn't know anybody else's else's finances. So We get it. You lost a lot of money. And he was like, we need to save football. Well, you just took 12 clubs and you you detached them. The 12 biggest drawing clubs in the world that carry the Champions League and all of their respective leagues. And you put all their money together. But how does that save anybody, Ken? Uh, They're going to redistribute it among the other footballing pyramids that that, that's what they've said like it's to be redistributed around to everyone so everybody wins well but also when has any club (laughs) ever cared about saving any other club (laughs) seriously unless they're like teeny tiny like seventh tier clubs they'll throw like you know a ten dollar donation the only time you ever hear these clubs talking about how this is a decision made for the betterment of everyone (laughs) is when it's for the betterment of themselves (laughs) only right how do universal. we make how do we make the most money is the best is the first part and then the second part the second conversation is okay how do we spin this to where we look good in doing it too like we're helping everybody and that's where they're at right now corporation yeah. 101 yeah i think that what they're trying to spin now the super league guys and Perez, <clears throat> is that because they lost so much money the only way to make this money back is to play more games they said and essentially, they want 15 teams, and I think is it two fixtures per team, or it, it might just be one fixture well, against each team. They're in like phases, so it's like yeah, the it's first fun. phase was te- is 10 games, mm-hmm. and then the teams in the bottom half play a two-legged playoff to get into the second phase. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 basically right now in the Champions League, you get into the group stage, you're guaranteed six games. Mm-hmm. it's basically doubling that. So yeah. you get four extra phase one games. And then even if you don't make it in, you get at least two, a two legged play playoff. So six games plus six. Yeah. So you'd be adding, you'd be adding guaranteed games, basically. Um, it's a hundred games total that you're adding for the entire competition. Yes. For all those clubs. Yes. I mean, that's a lot. It's insane. Uh, actually yeah and so we know why the teams broke the super club teams broke away basically they believe and they're right in this their brand is driving the champions league is driving the premier league la liga syria and they want more money for it which is you know with real madrid and barcelona it's kind of ridiculous because they already have an unbalanced tv deal whereas the prem teams split their tv deal um, and the placing of wherever you place has a lot to do with how much money you get, which is, I think that's fair, a good way to do it. 
even as a supporter of a club who hasn't been finishing in first place for nine years. I honestly think the TV deal should just be equal. Everything, I mean, the TV deal should be equal. Now, the now you get prize money depending on where you finish. Yeah, that should be that's correct. And then, you know, you get money for going further in the cups and all that kind of stuff. But if we're talking about TV, I honestly think the TV money should be evenly distributed. Yeah, it gets complicated with um, which clubs play on TV more and have more of a draw, and whether or not you want to factor that in. Like all the big six clubs, most weeks they're the premier games. Yeah, um, no, I, or... I, but I think in order to see that helps the rich get richer. It's a it's like a echo chamber. Yeah, you know but I mean? yeah, but you do have hope then if you're Leicester, uh, West Ham, and those kind of clubs. This we're just naming them for this year mm-hmm. that you can build something. I mean, that's kind of how Tottenham did it. Is they started routinely finishing in the top four or right around there, and they built a club up from it. Um, it, it took a long time, but they built their brand up and became one of these top six clubs. Um, so I think that, you know, there's a reason that the, the TV deal is split up like that. I just think that it's still possible to build a club and hit yeah. Champions League. But you're not wrong, but I think for every for every club that does that, it's that much harder for the next club to do it because there's another team already yeah. there with a financial I mean you're right on the other on the other side you're right but let's let's switch it around a little bit now so we know why these big clubs are doing it they they believe they have the branding strength to carry a whole league which they would but the thing is like I mean the fans are irate I don't know if you guys remember we're going back to baseball for a second guys I don't know if you guys remember the baseball lockout way back in the 90s when they, they missed a whole season and, and the fan base didn't come back for like two years. Yeah. I don't think um, it ever fully recovered either. Yeah. That was a that, huge well, deal. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that they underestimated how angry the fans are going to be because if you're on Twitter, granted, this is mostly English fans who have a different kind of connection to these clubs than say, you know, fans like us who are international fans. But like going down this, you know, they, they go down with their with their dad every week or something like that. I mean, that makes a big deal to us with our own local sports team. So I understand that connection. Um, I, I think that the the big clubs here have overplayed their hand a little bit. That being said, I personally believe this is all a huge negotiating ploy. I don't think that the this league's going to happen. And I think that this is a, a move to make it so that these clubs can get more power in the champions league negotiating room as opposed to giving it up to to whatever uefa board because james as we know uefa along with fifa who ironically came out and made a um, ethical statement um about their own like the the purity of the game and stuff hilarious like <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious they didn't say too much they just said that they would ban any players that joined yeah. it from from international competition well uh, yeah fifa i mean you made the point before when Florentino Perez somebody said about not inviting the Germans and the French. Well, it's interesting because the Germans and the French are exactly who are at the top of the UEFA power ladder, you know, so and FIFA. So it's, you know, it's French, Swiss and German basically run both of those regulatory bodies. And as much as this is about money, and, and I believe that it is about money, it's also yeah. about that internal power, power dynamic mm-hmm. um, because you have really the old guard, like, you know, the like Bayern Munich 
and those guys and then the french like bureaucrats because they're not the french the, the french bureaucrats aren't really even that well connected to a club i mean you've had some come through like platini but the yeah. old guys like sep ladder and the guys that really like set the stage for a lot of what's going on right now they're just they're just french <laughs> and swiss <laughs> you know it's a, it's like they're but like Bayern has its execs on the uefa yeah. exec committee and all that kind of stuff so i see it as you know it's it's the german the french and the swiss and then you have the English who have kind of sometimes have had a seat at the table, but mm -hmm. sometimes not. You've got a lot of new owners from, you know, Asia, the Middle East, who will never have a seat at the table as as long as, you know, the, these old guys are running it. Yeah, the old heads. And mm -hmm. I mean, money, the money is certainly there for them to argue over. But but I think power and money. With you, it's it's a negotiating yeah. ploy. That's right. It's I a power too. struggle. It's, um, you know, I don't, I, I'm kind of, I kind of hop, hop back and forth on whether or not I think that it's going to actually happen. Um, I think that FIFA, UEFA, the leagues and the, and like the governments of these countries will pull out all the stops that they can to stop it from happening. Um, but people have done a lot worse things for a lot less than $350 million. <laughs> like sell the World Cup to Qatar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That didn't take that much money. It took it really roughly didn't. like, it was like payouts were like 500000 to like yeah. $5 million, but on the lower end of that on average. So that's yeah. how much it takes to buy people. So I think, I think that's a great point. I think that, you know, with seeing the way La Liga reacted where they, they came out and there was a joint statement from UEFA and FIFA saying that they were going to ban all the clubs involved from their domestic leagues, which is a huge deal. Because I think that the super clubs were basically vying on the fact that they would have their usual domestic league. They said this was a midweek contest and they're going to add more games to the season for each club. But they're basically replacing Champions League and making a... Uh, an upgraded champions league and to not have the domestic league is obviously the big blow, but then La Liga coming out. Um, and this is just a reporting based on what Perez and, and people are on the inside are saying that they, they will not ban them because these leagues can't stand on their own. I mean, it, it's romantic. The Brit, the British tabloids and the, and the British Twitter right now is saying, you know, screw it. We're just going to, we'll start supporting Leeds and Everton yeah. and stuff like that. But the truth of the matter is that, that league, the money that comes in there is not from the British. It's from the U S it's from China. It's from the international TV contracts. That's what makes that league rich. Not the guys that go down the street and, and get yeah. season tickets. It's just not, tr it's just not true. Right. And you know, it's, um, it's funny because they're like, Oh yeah, well we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll promote more from the championship. It's like, okay, so you're going to sign a massive TV deal so people can watch Brentford play mm -hmm. West Brom. Yeah. Is that, is that what we're going to, is that what's going to bring the fans out in droves? It's I mean, not, it's not sustainable. I mean, at first, you know, I'm sure every stadium will be full because people will just want to be out. And then they'll the watch the game. when they can again. <laughs> right. Yeah. I <laughs> no. mean, that's fine. But the money, it's not about the ticket money, which no. will go down, of course, because you don't if you don't have as good of a product, you can't sell it. Um, Ken. So I want to ask you just based on what you've seen. The ideas that you're hearing throughout, you seem to be more of somebody who thinks it's gonna, it's inevitable. Oh, that Ken's a huge fan. Do that. Well, no, just that's I'm not, not a, a huge fan of it. 
<laughs> I've been telling you guys all day. I think that these teams should be relegated and fined for even thinking about joining something like this. I'm not oh, a I, fan of it. I just thought it was because they were like the first people to recognize Arsenal as a good team. You were just going. Get on oh board. my god, James! You do you understand? Like, you've been like a, a relative like force for like 11 years. Can you grow up for a second? <laughs> what was up. the original question for Ken? Uh, my question was. <laughs> Ken, um, <laughs> you basically think this is inevitable, and this has always been inevitable, that there would be this league. So do you think that this is going to happen, or, and it's just a matter of time, or do you think that this is like basically a ploy where UEFA and these teams are going head-to-head and will get some kind of middle ground? Or do you think it's just the Super League is, is what's probably going to happen because of the strength? Well, I was reading something today, and it kind of made sense to me. Apparently, this type of like thing argument or this threat comes across once or twice every 10 years or so and it comes around the time when the big teams like we're seeing now look around the table at each other when they have their secret meetings within the meetings with the bigger league and they Mm -hmm. say we're the ones running this show yeah nobody comes here without us anyway if we're not here nobody's here we want a bigger piece of every single pie that we're in. And if they won't give it to us, we'll go out and create our own thing. And guess what? We'll take the fans that already watch us here and they'll go watch us anywhere we are. So now while usually it's talk, I don't think that you've got the board members of these clubs resigning from their respective positions within UEFA and these other boards that they hold on the, these governing bodies of the footballing world. I don't think you have teams actually resigning from the pools from UEFA. And I don't think you have a legitimate loaner um, coming in with and guaranteeing actual money going in. Like, I think that there's, a lot of smoke around this. It's sort of like when when your favorite player on your team says, don't worry, guys, I'm perfectly happy where I am. And then he leaves next week to go to your yeah. biggest rival. I think, do I think it may, it's going to happen next season or the season after? I, I don't know. But I do think that this is inevitably where the powerhouse clubs are going because they're not going to get, they're never going to be successful. Two things they don't have enough of, time and money. Yeah. So they're always going to want more money. And this is how they're going to get it. And it guarantees them, especially when you look at it, like now they don't even have to compete for it. They're guaranteed. And then these other five other clubs will just schlep their way in and every once in a while, you know, make, make, make a wave, but who turns down guaranteed money? Yeah. That's I mean, it's a good point. And what I think is kind of interesting too, is that, I mean, this isn't the first time, I mean, it's been a few years now where they've seriously talked about uh, like, like a breakaway league. Not like this though. These people are leaving. Well, no, resign from their spot, from their. That's why. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is interesting because there's always been talk about it, and I don't think it really stirred up that much sentiment one way or the other with the fans. Like they talked about it, it was like, oh yeah, they might do a super league and blah blah blah, whatever. Oh, they're not going to do it this time. There was like very little talk leading up to it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then it was just like, okay, twelve clubs found the super league, and it's happening. Yeah. Just explosion. And I yeah. think that's what like that's where the butthurt comes in. And I think what we need to do right now is the butthurt right now is very, very recent. We mm-hmm. need to just see where all this lies. But I think the the biggest problem like the biggest news of it all is that no one knew anything until the press release. Yeah, that is actually a really big deal. And you wonder if 
that might be part of it. It might be one of those things where these clubs are like, they found a way to stay airtight. Whereas before, when they're in these meetings with UEFA and FIFA, you know there's a thousand people out there, or I'm sorry, a thousand people in that room that are, you know, gonna gonna spill their guts to the to the press. Everything is wide open because it's there's are such corrupt uh, organizations that I think that did play a big part of it, and maybe uh, they want to get part of that control yeah, back and yes. restructure it. You know and what I mean, Ken? Do you think the timing is, is a little less than coincidental? They did it on a Sunday knowing that Monday UEFA was, they've been saying this for weeks. They're coming out with their new proposed champions league plan. They did it 12 hours before the new plan. <laughs> yeah. Like um, I think this is like legitimately going to happen, you know, okay. whatever yeah. backlash comes. Do you think the owners care about the fans? Obviously they don't No, but, they do need the fans, and I think a big part of the, the the fan part of it is the brand. If you're, I mean, a lot of people buy in to the brands of these clubs, to the Real Madrid, you know, we're going to do whatever it takes and pay whatever it takes to win the title in Champions League. Barcelona, we're going to play beautiful football. We're more than a club, even though a lot of that's bullshit. You know, we as fans, we still buy into the idea that Manchester United is like a like a blue collar club. Like it's not, you know what I mean? But the but it's there. All that success and everything. I think this damages their brand a lot. All these huge clubs, if a, a little bit now and a lot more, if they just break off and join uh, a super league. I think all that history is a, a big part of their brand, and you can't get rid of that. That's that's a big reason why people will follow your club. Uh, Dr. Pete, what are your thoughts on UEFA versus Super League? So uh, I think it's interesting, and I'm kind of with James. I go back and forth and, you know, listen to Ken's arguments. They're they're pretty good arguments for why this is not a fake move this time. It looks like it might be something real. But on the other side, I they have to have realized that there was going to be significant backlash from the fans. They they couldn't have thought that fans were just going to sit there and yeah. be like, oh, you know, it's a Super League, whatever. Uh, but you cannot alienate your entire fan base. Like, you can piss off some of them with certain things you do, but the way these fan bases react to things that happen to their clubs... Mm-hmm is pretty intense you know it's not like any american sports they're just yeah completely absorbed by the efforts and man it's going to be really interesting to see at the same time i I think that there's definitely going to be a huge change where the power is Mm -hmm. more concentrated one way or another that i'm absolutely sure of i just don't know if it's going to be in this league format and it's going to be a really interesting few months to see how this all hashes out. I mean, they're talking about canceling, kicking people out of the Champions League games that are in Champions League semifinals, which is insanity. As Friday. I mean, that's crazy. There's yeah. so much money tied up in those TV <laughs> yeah, contracts. Yeah. It's There would be like a million Impossible. lawsuits in, across 20 countries. It would be hilarious. And I think yeah. that that will be the tell. How Now that you know this Super League has come out, how far are the leagues and UEFA willing to go to say, we are running the show here? You can come mm-hmm. in with your good idea. The yeah. Champions but League I, semifinal gets canceled. I will be 
Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll say, okay, this is this is surreal. Oh, no, of course, going it's down. not going to happen. It's not yeah. going to happen. But I'm saying, like, okay, that'll convince me. Well, one of the big levers I think that they actually have to pull is, you know, I keep reading that um, Seferin says that any of the players that play in the Super League will be banned from playing in the World Cup and the Euros, um, and they won't be allowed to play for their national teams. I mean, that yeah, that <clears throat> is huge. That. That keeps players from wanting to that do it. That keeps players from wanting to do it. And c- combine that with all the reports like from every team basically saying that the managers and the players were not told ahead of time. Like They were not yeah, consulted. They didn't know. Players and managers, staff, no one was consulted, told ahead of time at all. It was complete owners. The like, owners did all These that. are, I mean, and that to me, you know, politics and power struggle and money grabbing aside from the clubs like yeah looking at it like that those are career defining changes for these players yeah like to think that with the with the position that player power is in right now yeah to, to I think, totally agree to think that those players will take that the not even the players the agents of those players yeah they've just they've just created an opportunity for every single agent to be a power broker and get these players off these teams. A I lot. would imagine there's some contract breaches yeah. there because there's a lot of like competition, competition specific, bonuses and things. Yeah. Yeah. Specific language in these contracts. And that's again, what I think is that this is a power move that I think Pete said it will rearrange power in the champions league hierarchy. I think Consolidate that was the word I used Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yes, perfect. Consolidate. <laughs> Thank you for using the big words when I can only use little words. It's not even that big um, <laughs> words. English is hard. Uh, I think if you're like locomotive Moscow, you're like, uh, we're not going to get our one spot anymore, are we? Because I mean, we've complained for years that there's always that one or or two one seeded team in the Champions League that does not belong as a one seed, and meanwhile, like. You know, La Liga's two is in the is in pot two, and La Liga's two should be in one. Premier League's two, and you could argue three. Just saying, just saying, should be in pot one. You know, I think that that's what's going to come out of this. You're going to see a different amount of teams because I think UEFA immediately announced James um, that the they they had restructured the Champions League. Yeah. That was their kind of PR response was saying, "Hey, wait, we we changed everything." When really it, they just what added a few teams. And a few matches, but nothing big, right? Well, they changed. No, they changed it up. I mean, I think it's it's a fairly significant change to the Champions League. It won't happen until twenty twenty four or whatever. Yeah, that's um, stupid. I think it's a big change, uh, but is it enough? I don't know. I mean, I think that I, I it's just it's hard to see what it could what it could be about besides the money. So if there's not, yeah. So if there's not significant money and payout changes, guaranteed money is important. The guaranteed party, right? Yeah, I think one of the things you didn't mention was that these uh, clubs are staring at their balance sheets from Mm -hmm. over a year of not having any fans, and they're staring at a bunch of red numbers, and they can sign on to this and. They have $400 million handed to them and all of their financial troubles with their club that they're currently in are solved in a heartbeat. That's a pretty big deal for somebody to just say, hey, your debt's wiped out in 
10 seconds when you sign this. And don't underestimate that. I mean, look at all the trouble that Barcelona's in in terms of their <laughs> debt. Yeah. I think Real Madrid are right there too, honestly. With, with, well, yeah, let me read you a quote from Florentino Perez uh, about Barcelona. Joan Laporta immediately accepted and understood the idea of playing in the Super League. It wasn't difficult to convince him. I'll bet it wasn't because he's <laughs> half a billion dollars in, in the debt. debt. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think honestly, this is a clear case of like deal with the devil kind of thing. Well, you and, know what I mean? Yeah, and then once you get a few teams involved in it, then it's like, we don't oh, want to be left behind. Yeah. Oh shit! I better yeah. sign up to be on one of these original teams so that I can't be relegated. Well, yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to be team number sixteen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like what? What an idiot you'll look like. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> well, I think that even I think Bayern Munich and PSG, especially Bayern Munich, I feel like they are being targeted by this. I think Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester United, all think that they have too much power at the table for this champions league stuff and this is a direct shot at them because they're not it's it's that old boy stuff and if you look at the way that Bayern munich is run like this is how they do things it's how they do things in the bundesliga it's how they do things at an international uh, german fa level where Bayern munich uh, like two years ago when neuer was out of form you know they were talking about tersturgeon starting uh the german fa was and Bayern Munich said, we will not make any of our players yeah. available to you going <laughs> forward if you do not allow Manuel Neuer to start. Like, that's the kind of things that, that Bayern Munich do. And I think that they're a great club, but we all need to understand in the same realm with Real Madrid, Barcelona, and how they handle things, we always make fun of them. The way that United and Liverpool are run like uh, businesses, essentially, and the way the oil clubs run, it's all, you know, we all make fun of them for all that. But we can't forget about Bayern Munich and the way they do things, the way they take things, take players from other teams it's all all these teams, all these huge teams are not without blame. Like the, when you get to that level, there's a lot of scummery going on, and I think we need to uh, acknowledge that from all sides. You know, it's not like people are saying Bayern Munich and PSG are my teams now or whatever. It's like they're scummy too. You know, they do the same stuff on a lower level. These power grabs and they consolidate power in their domestic leagues. So yeah, I think one of the I things think- that that's annoying is like fans being shocked and and acting like these teams are not big corporations that are money grubbing whores like especially the (laughs) english fans to be like oh the history of the game is ruined and these teams have signed a deal with the devil like your teams are corporate whores like yes this is stepping over the edge but don't act like they were you know, these perfect role models before and all they cared about was the soccer because this is just going from 90% to a hundred percent. Well, it's, it's like, this is the culmination of years of anti-competitive behavior from teams at the top. You know, the, the formation of the premier league itself was a gate to keep out the football league teams. It was more money so you know, it was it was an attempt to shuffle money to a group of teams that that was defined in that time. You know, not too long ago, well, kind of long ago now, I guess uh, they had like the G14 clubs, and those are the original clubs that talked about you know 
they were the powerful clubs that were in the Champions League, and yeah. they made a lot of noise and talked about reform. And there was literally a te- a union of teams that argued for reforms against the UEFA and the Champions League, right? Mm-hmm. And then we had financial fair play, which was another gatekeeping attempt. It, it is. It's a gate in place, you know. So this is the, a culmination of all of that. And yeah, it, you know, not that it should surprise anybody that all these teams and these owners are money making ventures. I mean, it's a very romantic idea in the first place to think that people uh, are putting millions and billions of dollars into a thing just because they love it. That's what everyone wants to believe. Yeah, that is kind of uh, it's know, it's ridiculous. Like, and I've been actually seeing a lot of American hate online just like, "Oh, this is because of the way Americans are." Because of uh, the Glazers. And then I'm like, I mean, you have the Levy the... doesn't have an American fiber <laughs> in his body. No, you have yeah. Levy. I mean, Abramovich actually you could argue Abramovich started the big like bring all the money in and buy players. I mean, at this point we're over it, but like, let's, let's, the idea of this romance is ridiculous. And if you wanted the, you wanted it the way that that idea, if you follow that idea to completion, the idea that, you know, every, all the players should be from the academies and stuff. A lot of these teams would be terrible. Like, you know, they have that. It's the championship. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's where the romance is. It's even below the championship. $10 million players in the championship. You yeah. have $10 million players in the championship now. It's crazy. True. That, oh. Good point. Troy like, Deeney's down They, they have yeah, that. Like, to think, like, <laughs> it, it's people like to complain. And, like, oh, not my club. Not my not my precious yeah. club. It's my lame. club's better. My club's better than yours. My big issue with the Super League, to be completely honest, is the, is the founding member uh, aspect of it. The no relegation, or the yeah. like, not relegation, but like no demotion aspect of it, and the fact that the club owners sit on the freaking board of the league that they created, so that yeah. in that consolidates the entire thing. Like no one's going to be in, no one's ever going to yeah. go yeah. out. It's it's essentially in a, a good old boy right well area that they've created well, that says you're not invited and sorry, not sorry. Yeah, Country let's club. be real though. The reason why it's a lot of hate towards American sports culture right now is because this looks an awful lot like the NFL, the NBA mm-hmm. and major league baseball, the national hockey yes. league, all of our sports leagues are set up this way because they don't have promotion and rele- relegation because there's no promotion and relegation. So once you're in, you have a golden ticket. Let me tell you something that is in football owning in soccer, owning a, club is mm-hmm. at best you, yeah you can you can make money off of it but normally or at or at worst for 90 percent of the clubs you're it's risky you're losing money yeah. you're getting relegated and you're <laughs> signing five-year contracts to players when you're and you're only able to pay them realistically one year out of those five you know because you got relegated after your first year and now you're in a league below and you have no way to pay those wages like that's the reality of owning a soccer team for most yeah. of the world. And yeah, now I think that's, that's gone with the, I think League. that's what draws us as Americans to the sport. I mean, promotion and relegation, even to people that I know, like friends that I know that are not interested in soccer, they like the idea of promotion and relegation and the risk involved, the gambling involved. 
Um, I mean, you guys know the most, I think it's, what do they call it? The most expensive, the most lucrative game in the, in the world yeah. is the pro- promotion battle from the champion, from the English most championship. Ex- yeah, most expensive game in the world. Mm-hmm. And then conversely, I mean, there are parachute payments and whatnot when you get relegated, but in the last day of the season, a lot of times the title's wrapped up on the last day of the season. It's only been, you know, three three or four times in the last 20 years where the, the, the title's even been up for grabs. Um, and whereas the relegation is almost always up for grabs on the final day of the season. So I think that yeah. you lose so much if you don't have that. And, and you know, yeah. we can talk about all day how anybody wants to be secure, especially if you're Barcelona, who just lost, who is just like 500 million euros in debt i get it i completely understand it it's your fault though like how'd you do that you you did have guaranteed income essentially as close as anybody else has in in the world when it comes to soccer you had guaranteed income yeah but you overplayed your hand you spent yourself into credit into credit card debt out the wazoo Mm -hmm. and then the and then uh a black swan event comes along the pandemic yeah and ruins you like that's your own fault like you don't just get to like ramp it up just because you guys made all these, you know, terrible decisions. I mean, maybe don't pay Antoine Griezmann 800k a week. Like, what are you doing? I can you know, make that decision if I want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I think that's ridiculous. All right, guys. So, um, I'll go with James. Anything else to add to the conversation? I, I would just say the flip side of that last point you just made is yes, it is a tr- relegation and promotion. It adds a lot to the the overall league and the overall sport but let's not pretend like we don't we're not huge fans of our american sports as well that don't yeah. have relegation and promotion i mean you're just as much a ravens fan an orioles fan as you are a manchester united fan you yeah. know so but you would pay attention a lot more if the orioles were <laughs> potentially orioles being be, in a relegation no, battle no, every year they no, would be wouldn't. in like the fourth you'd watch, division <laughs> you'd watch your you'd watch the first 20 games and then you'd be like you know what i don't need to watch the rest of the season i know they're going to get relegated <laughs> yeah. we got the orioles in again guys yeah. that's three episodes in a row <laughs> i hate you you're welcome guys uh all right james anything else to add to that no i, I, I again i'm still I'm still back and forth on whether this actually happens or not, but I can't deny that the, these clubs or the owners anyway seem real serious about it. So, yeah, you know, if it goes down, I mean, I don't, I don't think we can even comprehend the the hurdles and challenges and legal battles that are going to come out of if this actually goes down. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to be a crazy, crazy time, and there'll be a lot of drama. But at the end of the day, I think. If it goes through, um, everybody loses in the end. I agree. Ken? I agree. As an Arsenal fan, I tend to... I stand to gain the most out of a Super League. My team is <laughs> on a downward trend to be... Maybe. Let's be honest. Unless they win But Europa. even though I, I hate the idea that if this is successful and gets put into play, that season games don't matter like I, I wouldn't even be able to watch anymore i don't think because there's no like anxiety level there's no like oh we need to win this game that's Ken a terrible draw anxiety in his life. there is there is no it doesn't matter one week to the next because you're going to get your 400 million and you're going to be playing uh in the super league my second problem with the super league is everyone says that everyone's been wanting to watch the best teams play against the best teams every week i disagree I don't I think there is something still 
to be said about special games and special games are not special if it happens every single Wednesday. So I think that yeah, that's the beauty of the champions yeah. league, getting to see the top clubs from different leagues play against each other once in a while. That's what makes it special. So I think that this, this waters down top, top competition by making the competition, not a competition because surprise, you're going to see them next season too, no matter what they do. That's fair. Uh, Dr. Pete, anything to add to the conversation? Yeah, I just think it would be a shame to disrupt the current setup they have. Uh, I think the Premier League and Champions League offer something that's incredibly different than American sports. And we are diehard fans of a lot of American sports teams. But what draws us to one of the things that draws us to the Premier League is the relegation battles, the anything can happen on a given Sunday and all that's going to kind of be washed away. So I'm very intrigued to see how this goes down. But I don't think it's just going to be up it, the league's made and we're done. I think there's going to be a lot of twists and turns. And, you know, you're saying that right now. And I'm literally just reading a Twitter comment from Oliver Holt, uh, who says that there's two English clubs that are close to losing their nerve and pulling out <laughs> of the that. ESL. Uh, and yeah, people I are spe- a lot of drama. People are speculating left. it's Chelsea and City <laughs> because they're saying that it seemed like that like che- neither Chelsea or City did the like put out big statements or anything like that. Uh, so the, they did the regular statements. Yeah, they just did the regular statements and and uh, yeah. So people are speculating it's it's Chelsea. And That's City pretty that pretty out. sad if you pull out like two days after you say you're yeah, in. That's pretty pathetic. <laughs> after it's you say worse after you say you're pathetic. in for twenty three years, they, they signed yeah. like these these clubs signed a twenty three year agreement. Yeah, I, um, I think can uh, can can I re get, can I get out of that lease, please? Yeah, I changed my oh, mind. My fans are mad at me. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> prank, prank, guys. April hey, Fools. John, did you see how mad the fans are? Yeah. Let me get out of this. <laughs> Help. I think um, Florentina Perez said that everybody, it's it's impossible to get out of it. That's what <laughs> yeah. he said. You can get it's out like, of it. No, everybody signed. Yeah, everybody signed. He said I mean, the contract is binding. Nobody will leave. Yes. There will be no Nobody problems. Everything is we already will do agreed. everything together. <laughs> yeah. The fact that they're saying we'll do everything together, to me, it sounds like the union versus the league in American sports. When the union and the league are about to go head to head, it just sounds like that man's like, we're ready to we're ready to walk out. You know, that same thing. Yeah. I just think they're trying to get more. The rhetoric uh, is it's ratcheting dramatic. up. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that's actually consoling me a little bit is there's so much rhetoric around it. Perez goes on um, international television tonight for a press conference like that kind of thing. If it were done and dusted, they wouldn't be doing that. They would be trying to push the PR stuff. They would be pushing more of like UEFA is corrupt and all that kind of stuff. You hear more about that. It seems like they're just saying, no, we're setting up a league. You know, like it just sounds to me like negotiating language. Um, I don't know. And that's what I guess we're all hoping for. Right. Yeah. That's (laughs) the best of the worst. All right, do you guys want to talk about current football? Like what happened this weekend? There I, games? Don't, uh, do I don't recall there, there being games. any games that happened this weekend. I think there, were, there was a game today, actually, a fun one. Leeds, oh, let's talk Liverpool. about that one, yeah. Uh, Le- <laughs> Leeds is on an active campaign to steal all of the fans from the top <laughs> six as they are vulnerable right now. Uh, Leeds went out in warm-ups wearing a shirt that said uh, Champions League, earn it. And, and they left one. They left... 
those shirts also in the Liverpool dressing room. <laughs> That's amazing. Of course, the Liverpool players had no idea this, yeah. like any of this is happening. Like all the all the FIF Pro, which is the uh, players' union kind of thing, not really, but yeah, they they said that none of the players had any idea, and a lot of the players have spoken out against it. And I think you're going to see even more of that. Yeah. Uh, another reason that I don't think that this will actually happen is that the players won't buy in, especially if you're going to ban them from the World Cup. Yeah, they'll um, be like, and, nope. Yeah, they're just going to be like, nah, I'm going to Everton. They'll go play, you know? they'll go play like, for Leeds, Aston Villa, Everton, West Ham. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. But Leeds is trolling hardcore. Uh, they had their – after they, they – it was a 1-1 draw. Good game, late winner. Uh, Biesla was going crazy after the game, uh, after he – the big goal was scored in the 85th minute there. Uh, Pete, you were saying that was the most you've seen him celebrate all year. Yeah, he was fist pumping. I was like, is that Bielsa? And it wasn't yeah. like, you know, they just bumped up into a special spot. It was just a goal that resulted in a draw. Yeah. Um, Liverpool kind of needed that game. Kind of. Uh, there's, there's, I mean, all the games from here on out are going to be like that, though. I mean, this was a so they got to get the points. Three points for them. Huge. They got one. They got one point. I know that's what I mean. They, they are... needed three points from this one. Oh yes, yes. You are yeah, with right. a win. They go into fourth. I mean, yeah, yeah. And you have Leicester and Chelsea on thirty-one games, one game in hand on West Ham and Liverpool. Liverpool's in sixth. They are two points out of fourth, but Chelsea has the opportunity uh, with a Leicester loss to jump into third. I mean, Leicester did not lose. They play West Brom on Thursday, and they have a pretty decent run-in. Uh, they play United, Chelsea, and Tottenham at the end there. Uh, but, I mean, this is going to be such a dogfight, and you have to think that, I mean, now Liverpool, you are you have six games left. Like, any kind of disadvantage you have, in this case two points from fourth place, could be a huge disadvantage. And to your point, Pete, like, that's why this game is so massive. Yeah. Um, how, how do you – sorry, go ahead, Pete. And they've the um, goal differential is gonna decide something at the end of the year. It's yeah, and they're crazy. tight as well. West Ham's at plus eleven though. They are five behind. Liverpool's plus sixteen. Chelsea plus nineteen. Leicester plus eighteen. Uh, I mean, I think it's gonna be an awesome run in. And this run in, it, it bears noting, this run in would not be possible. The the drama that's gonna come with it if it wasn't for the Champions League competition. And the Europa League spots too. I mean, Tottenham, uh, they have they draw Everton and they fire Jose Mourinho on Sunday. I think that we're kind of split on whether or not that was because of <laughs> a, a, a certain stance that he apparently took when he heard about the Super League. Whether or not he actually did that is another question. I've seen. Well, I heard reports. So Florentino of- Perez said all the clubs signed on Saturday. Mourinho fired on Sunday. First and maybe only Super League manager to ever be fired. <laughs> <laughs> only. Put it on his what resume. A, what a title. What a honor to have next to your name. Special one. <laughs> the special one. Pete, sure. how do you feel about that firing? Oh, I don't know how much time we have. In in 10 seconds, I think it was inevitable. And that's what I think. It's like you've gone through a messy separation and now it's a divorce finalized. Been there. You might know something yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun. But uh, 
I I do think that um, firing him now gives you a leg up on finding your manager for next year. Um, well, so what? I heard Allegri, right? Is that what was? Well, I think the about? in the article it said Allegri or or somebody else, but you don't have to worry about going behind his back and trying to line up your next manager. Um, you can do that out in the open and interview people, bring them in, do whatever you want. True. I think there is some advantage to that, but it's like firing him before the cup final is really yeah. a stab in the back. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I guess, but I mean, that's conversely though, if he wins that cup final and you still want to fire him, what do you just wait a couple games or something? Wait till his next draw or, or loss. If he wins you that know, cup final, I mean, I, I, I'm just surprised that they, they fired him before the end of the season, to be honest. I mean, it's like, Six games left. You're still kind of fighting for Europa. I wouldn't say top four, but like it's important for us to get top six. It sounds stupid, but and you well, want to win I the mean, cup, obviously. Not anymore. You're in the Super League. That's <laughs> right. Here's where you, here's where you finish in the Premier League. That's yeah. a good point. You know what? I don't care. We don't even need <laughs> the money's coming. <laughs> you don't need a manager. You don't. Yeah. You got Ryan Mason. Matter. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I was trying to look up who their manager is. Their caretaker manager is Ryan Mason. Yeah, I mean, who was a Tottenham just, player that almost died? I think he's twenty nine yeah, years true. old. Yeah, he had to retire because of the the injury that almost killed him. Shattered, he's younger than shattered all skull. And he I could win a league cup. That would be hilarious. Wouldn't that be crazy? I, I don't. That's a classic. That's a classic city thing to happen. <laughs> New manager bumps coming on Sunday, baby. No, you have a match before that. Good point. <laughs> We're going to win out. Um, speaking of firing managers, Ken, <laughs> yeah. um, Arsenal won, Fulham won. Anything? Yeah, I mean, I got, it, it would be too easy for me to take a page out of your Manchester United logic in games where I mean, let Lee, I mean, they had to pull the they had to pull the ball out of their net four times. I mean, we still drew, so I mean, pretty ridiculous. But, <laughs> uh, I do like that. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, we beat the hell out of them. Just so you know, we only got a point for it. So, yeah, is what it is. Uh, you know, I mean, it's yeah, Arsenal. So. It's super inconsistent and. Eventually, Arteta's going to have to go because of it. You know, it's just I, I don't agree with. I, I I would be shocked to see him get fired right now, um, especially because yeah, we could Europa. still win Europa League, and you know, all hope considered, you know that might still matter um, come next season. So, um, but I think honestly, I it wouldn't surprise me if even if he won, even if he won Europa League. I oh, still I think, think he, he should Europa. be. I still think he, there, there's a there's an argument for him to be fired still, at that yeah. point. But I mean, he wins that. I mean, I'm sure he's good. But the league, it's very inconsistent, and it's not all down to the players because there is some some tactical nuance that I think is is being uh, miscalculated week to week based on opponent. But yeah, whatever. I think you I mean, know what I, it reminds me of a lot of time was. Uh, it reminds me of Pep's first season, um, but also one of the more recent ones where he almost was trying to be too cute for his own good. It's like almost yes. like Pep in the Champions League. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the time. Yeah. And, in, and in cups, as we see. Like, he's, he has, he thinks he has these great ideas, and he might. He might. They might be great ideas, but that doesn't mean you can just come in and implement them straight away and it's going to all work and be and be rosy. You know, I think that 
what Pep had to learn too was how to be a little bit more pragmatic. Yeah. Uh, and and I and I see that in Arteta, and it's probably why the two of them were a good pair as a coach and an assistant. Um, I think given the time, he could do good. It's just you don't have much time as a manager. Well, you know, you just um, don't get it. if yeah. Pep, if you know, I mean, if Pep had fallen as far down the table as Arteta has, yes. I don't think he. Oh, uh, there's a big difference either. because when Pep came in, yeah, there's a billion dollars difference. City, City was in you know at what second place. Or they in first, weren't they? When Pep came in, they won the league the year before. Yeah, they won the league the year before, but they he came were in. in like but but what I'm saying when is, when he came over. in, they they'd won the league. Yeah, he came in. There there wasn't you know much room, and there was a huge financial backing that said you can kind of have whoever you want. I don't like to pull that card, no, but that that was there. Like that this. was there at City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At that time, well, I mean, you know, yeah, but I also think it's funny that you know our Arsenal just don't invest. In their team, right? It, it is a different situation. Arsenal. Has I don't think the there's money. anything funny about it. <laughs> Ar- yeah, it's Ar- not Arsenal funny has the money to do that. I don't think Kent thinks it's funny. Uh, I, don't, I think it's yeah. It's it's. Sad. They're a super I mean, league team. They've got. I the laugh money. to not cry. They are a super league. Oh man. I, la- I laugh. Hey, real cry, quick. So, can I mean, we talk about how impeccably dressed Scott Parker is? Just better and yeah. better every game. Mm-hmm. Every game, Pete. I was thinking the. Same you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to get on the Scott Parker love train because. Because Scott Parker as a player, because Scott Parker as a player was the definition of he he was the living embodiment of beige. (laughs) He was a Manila folder taped to a beige wall. As a coach on the sideline, he's wearing a cardigan button down with like a shawl collar and a quilted blazer over top of it. He he's dressed to the nines. Yeah, like the anti. You show that guy to somebody. And you say, no way in hell his team's getting relegated. Yeah. It's going to be a real shame. <laughs> and the best part of the game was when um, when Arsenal scored and there was a VAR. And you can see him mouthing on the sideline. He's saying, please call this off. Please call this off. Yeah, please I saw call that. This off. Did, did you guys see off. him He's like muttering it to himself. <laughs> did you guys see him in the tunnel? No. He was giving the refs right. the third degree. Uh, and uh, like, like, how do you not see that as offside? How can you not see that as being offside? How do you not see it? How do you not see? It? Like, he's going in on them, and then he takes it so into his post match. These relegation battles, man. Yeah. Like, the, losing that mattered. That, that, that mattered a lot. Is just to him. a crushing yeah. blow. Yeah. And unfortunately yeah. for Scott Parker and Fulham, they don't give out points for how your manager's dressed. And that's <laughs> yeah. why, not yet, not, not yet. yet. That's why Elephant Man at Newcastle is gonna not be relegated. <laughs> <laughs> very true newcastle looks like they're in the clear man they're in 15th place now i mean they have 35 points they are what oh my god they're nine points above the drop yeah yeah i mean they're clear they're clear <laughs> with a game in hand on sickening too. burnley drops to 17 man i feel like just two up. weeks ago i was starting to get so excited about the potential full on their odds on. were not good fulham have the thinnest of chances yeah. Fulham could think, beat out Burnley, okay? I I think uh, Burnley's Burnley Burnley's don't have great matches coming up because they're Burnley and everybody's better than them anyway. But they <laughs> but they can grind out a win. I mean, Bur- that's gonna be yeah. that's the race. That's the only race that there is. But that's the yeah. race. Do they play each other? Oh yeah, they Fulham. play each other. Oh, yeah. two weeks. I mean, that's gonna decide it, man. That's a yeah, six that's pointer. a big one. Um, Burnley gets smoked. 
at Old Trafford, three to one. Real sloggy game, guys. I mean, people were saying afterwards how unimpressive the United performance was. Uh, it's the slog, first of all. Uh, they spent the whole taint, the whole time. Burnley did running into our players, <laughs> kicking the ball at them when they were down. Like, I don't know if you guys watched the game yeah. or not, but three times, three different times, a Manchester United player was fouled and then immediately re- got hit by a ball. Yeah. Immediately. Uh, there was one where uh, Bruno fell, friend. and before the whistle blew, the guy did the whole like defensive clearance into Bruno's back. Yeah. I wish <laughs> like, I could do that, because I would. Yeah, Yeah. Tarkowski was, was uh, cleaned somebody out next to one of those little, like, uh, the hills, you know, where the, the sideline mm-hmm. is and sent one of our players down the hill. Like, I mean, it's just, it's Burnley and to beat them by two goals is fine. I don't care about anything else. It's a slog. Just get out of the slog. God, I hate them you so know? much. Everybody here has lost points to the sloggy Burnley team. And I would love to see them get relegated. They deserve to be relegated. They are a blight. Uh, anything else to add about that game? United, Burnley. No, it's not really, no. not really too important anymore. United, um, Unless you're watching the title race, guys. Uh, United within eight points of Manchester City and only 15 goals (laughs) off pace for the goal differential. So essentially, they're nine points with six matches remaining. Uh, That kind of collapse I don't think has ever been seen before. So uh, despite Manchester City losing this weekend, James Lewis, uh, will you ever win again? No. I mean, we did just win in the Champions League. That doesn't that. count. Oh, okay. That's not a real league anymore. Super League or bust. True. Well, we're not definitely not going to win another game in the FA Cup this year. I'll tell you that. No. Chelsea wins. <laughs> um, Stefan comes off his line too early. Yeah. And uh, Zayic scores his like fourth goal for Chelsea this year. Um, and Chelsea get through. Chelsea's a dangerous cup team. I really think that they're a really dangerous cup team. I don't think they're a title threat. Next year, but I think they're a dangerous they're, cup team. They're organized, and that definitely makes them a danger in the cup. It, it makes them maybe a little bit too stale to win a league. Yeah, but but I, mean. I think they'll be stable. I think Chelsea's you know here to stay in the top four, five. I don't know about mm-hmm. a title push, like you said, but cups they're going to be dangerous always. Yeah, for exactly the this reason, the result that happened here is exactly why they're dangerous. They, they really took advantage of your only mistake. They spent most of the game taking their outside midfielders and making them backs and playing essentially in a 5-3-1, 5-3-1-1. Like, I mean, they, that, that was their yeah. formation. We've talked about it before, but that makes them dangerous in cups. And now in the FA Cup final, we'll have Leicester City versus Chelsea, which is going to be a weird game because I don't think Leicester City likes attacking. They like to counter hit on the attack, counter, yeah. and I don't think Chelsea will allow them to counter. So I think it could be a really, really boring game. Is it just going to be one of those where like the uh, teams just kick it back and forth to one another for ninety minutes? Pass yeah, the team. yeah, it's going to be like that. Um, but Manchester City can't have the quadruple James. Devastating news. I'm assuming that um, this is a failure for you, and the season's pretty much wrapped up. Season's a wash. I mean, yeah. we. We yep. know, I mean, the League Cup, that's our cup. Okay, that's our cup. We're going to win that cup. Um, well, now if you lose it, I mean, you lose it to a managerless team. Which would be very Harry Kane is probably not going to play in that one either. I think he Yeah, he turned ankle. his ankle in the 94th yeah. minute. Poor guy. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guy. His back hurts <laughs> from a... carrying us. His ankle hurts. Yeah. 
just in time for Ryan Mason, who doesn't have anything to lose, to play like an attacking formation yeah. and get the ball in the box. We went over the stats last week of Tottenham in the final third, in the box, and all those stats where they were in the bottom five of the league for XG, for chances created and all that stuff. Well, Harry Kane's going to get balls whipped into him. They might allow four goals a game, but Harry Kane could be going after a scoring title, and he turned his ankle in the 93rd minute. Um, so he might not be playing in that final. That could be a really, really. So is he final. is he definitely out for Southampton? I think he's going to be out. No, not definitely, but probably. I, I think he's. I would not be shocked if he probably. played in in the next couple weeks. I think he doesn't come off the field. He's never come out of the game and returned. You know, the next game he doesn't hmm. like the next mess time around. you see Harry Kane, his sleeve will have Super, Super League. League written on it. Super League. <laughs> yep. In like cartoon font. <laughs> Super League. Uh, yeah, so we got that final coming up. That's next weekend. Um, that I'm not saying, I mean, your season's already over, James, since you lost the FA Cup. Overdone. Is, is there any redemption found in winning your own cup that you guys basically sponsor, the Carabao Cup? We own this cup. Yeah. How long has it been since you guys lost in the Carabao Cup? Like four years. It was a lot. Yeah, it was. It was a long time. <laughs> four years ago. And that was only when um, that loss was in like a double leg tie, and we won the tie. Yeah. Uh, to be to be serious about Manchester City, uh, it if I'm a City fan, it sucks that you didn't win the FA Cup. Um, you can't win the traditional treble. Um, and Liverpool fans are getting really upset about this because they're saying that. They won the treble in 1984 when they won the Champions League, the equivalent Champions League, and the League Cup, and the title, and nobody calls them the treble-winning side, but United get called a treble-winning side for winning the League, the FA, and the Champions League. So, I mean, there's going to be semantics if they were to win all three, but obviously, you've already won the League, so it's a successful year. Am I right? Like, even if you were to lose out, you know, lose Champions League, lose... Carabao Cup. You won the league. It's a success. I think it's important. I mean, it was important for us to win the league and important for us to get past the quarters in the Champions League. I mean, that was a, a I think yeah. that's a good Dortmund team. So that was kind of a, you know, breaking that duck. And the semifinal is big. I mean, it's going to be a big game against PSG. I think if it's going to be fun, it's going to be fun. I think a league cup and a, and a, and the league title. I mean, it's, it's, that's a good season. It's not a failure of a season. The semifinals in the Champions League. When you're at that point, you know, it's all bets are off and any team can win. I mean, Chelsea could beat Real Madrid and be in a final here, you know. Yeah. So, um, I hope we get to the final. Uh, if we get to the final, I really like our chances. Um, but, yeah, the season, the season's fine. I mean, we did a lot of really great things this season. So I think legacy-wise, if, you know, the, it's kind of stupid, but if you don't win Champions League, you will never be considered one of the best teams ever um which is not fair because i mean you could make the final and win the league cup and the premier league comfortably and then losing the final in pks and like the difference between you winning and losing that game is like your whole legacy could just be on pks (laughs) but that's the way that you know people remember the the best teams like nobody remembers any other premier league teams other than the treble winning Manchester United teams, even though... And this might be the last Champions League that we have a chance to win. That's true. It's a swan song. You got to win it. PSG, they'll be able to have yeah. a bunch. 
<laughs> After no, all the other teams are better, it's going to be them and Bayern in every final from now on. Just like their regular leagues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. You got me with that one, James. You got me with that one. Uh, I hope you lose the um, Champions Thanks, man. League. I hope you lose the League Cup. Just so you know. Thanks, man. Yeah, and I hope you lose out and you just collapse like a dying star. Thanks, man. And Manchester United rolls past you. Ollie at the wheel, obviously. Yeah, obviously. for sure. So Chelsea, though, 1-0 Chelsea. Uh, Rack was psyched. They had five shots. I think that might be a record high for um, yeah. the uh, season. Um, but they have a nice run in here. They play West Ham in two weeks. That's going to be a monster match. That is on the 24th. That's not two weeks. That's on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, but they play Brighton tomorrow. So they have a lot of matches coming thick and fast. And you have to wonder, James, think, is that going to affect their season? The semifinals might not be a great thing. If they lose to Real Madrid and then drop some points along the way, they play City, Arsenal, Leicester. I mean, they play all those teams before the I, end of the I season. think they have, a, they have the toughest run-in of the, of the fourth-place hopefuls here. Yeah, um, including a cup final. Yeah, including a cup final and a Champions League semifinal against Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, like you mentioned, they play West Ham Saturday. They play City again in the league on the eighth. They play Arsenal. They play Leicester twice. Yeah, uh, you know it, it, they have the toughest. They, they don't have, have any have easy games left other than Brighton. Fulham, Fulham is not today. Fulham's not it's an a easy w- game. Like I don't no. think Fulham is is a. Gimme. No, they played well. Thank they you. just don't Thank seem to Pete. be able to finish. Thank you, Pete. <laughs> yeah. Fulham suck. Brighton, uh, Brighton, and Brighton, you know, has their moments as well. But yeah, that those that's the only Brighton's that's clear. the only they don't yeah need to play that's Brighton. the only weak point in their schedule. Uh, yeah, it's tough for them. So playing yeah. and and then playing uh, West Ham three days before you go play a semi final against Real Madrid. Yeah, and you have to play your starters against West Ham because you have to beat them. To yeah, you need to, to get win. into fourth place, so that that's going to be some interesting uh, team management there, roster management on that one, I think. Yeah, he played a, a full yeah. squad for the FA Cup semifinal, and and Pep rotated eight players. Yeah, like you can't, your squad's not going to survive to the end of the season if you do that. Yeah, you, especially I think that. You know, that last game of the season against Villa, that weird last game of the season on Sunday, May 23rd, it comes after uh, a cup match, a cup final, which is really weird. Um, usually the FA Cup's played at the end of the season yeah, they after moved it back. wrapped up. So so that's a that's a big deal, you know? Yeah. Um, I wonder how that's going to play in, and we're going to find out if, if Chelsea can hang on. This Saturday will be a big match. Big old match. Big old match. All right, guys. Um, anything else to add to the world football conversation, James? Just going to reiterate, reiterate that it's a it'll be a loss for everybody. If the Super League thing happens, including the clubs that join it. Yes. There, you know, there's a big payday up front, but I, I, mm-hmm. for, if it goes ahead, I do believe that FIFA and UEFA will not sanction those players playing in any of the major tournaments and those players will leave those clubs and you think that fifa will will sanction them yeah or will not allow them to yeah. play if i i, okay. I believe that, that that is i think that is a that is a very possible 
reaction. I don't think it's, I think it's within their power. I think it is, I think it is, uh, within their character to do something like that. And I, and I I think that is a major, that is maybe the most major threat to any of this happening because these, the players right now are even getting a hint of that are sitting back and saying, hold up, I'm not going to risk my international future because other than the champions league, players dream of playing in the world cup maybe probably more than the champions league yeah it it is a weird phenomenon for sure if you really look at the logistics of it we talked about it when we did our world cup podcast but the idea of playing for your country with you know 11 players 10 other players that you don't play with in it every single week and winning the world cup that happens once every four years is actually more important than anything else that you could do in football. It really is. It's crazy to think about all that rides in the World Cup, but this is an instance where it's actually probably going to help because if these players get involved, as we said before, they want the Champions League to stay because as it is, Jurgen Klopp said this, the system as it is has everything. It has a ton of money. It has romance. It has players, ambition, everything. All the boxes are checked. You don't need more money. That's what they're trying to say. And I think once the players, if, if the players get involved, that's what you're going to see. And I think the fans with backlash will, will carry too. I, again, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I think it's no, the players will get involved and the players agents will get involved. And that'll be part of what probably if clubs are on the fence about it, like if it's true that city and mm-hmm. Chelsea are on the fence or whoever is on the yeah. fence and you know, let's take city. For example, Kevin De Bruyne just signed a deal to see out the rest of his career, basically at city massive deal. Yeah. You don't think that champions league, bonuses were part of that discussion that's why i think that not discussing this stuff with players is the craziest part of all of this because you have multi-million dollar contracts with all of these individuals now you're gonna have to deal with 20 plus agents trying to find a your breach of contract in all of these (laughs) it's crazy and there's gonna be like wait for the first major player to say like well me not being able to play in the champions league or me not being able to play with my national team. Like my, my mm-hmm. contract had national team appearances. You know, if I had made, you know, if I scored 10 goals for my national team, I got a million dollars. Like can't sure. do that now. So this contract's yeah. null and void or what, you know, whatever, not a lawyer, but there's going to be some issues. There's going to be some legal issues. And, and I think that's the biggest lever that there was to pull. And if they really go ahead with mm-hmm. that, then it's going to be curtains or, I mean, the, it might happen. Okay. The teams might go into the league. They will. They will be in trouble. They will not exist as powerhouse clubs after all their players leave. That's a good point. Uh, you'll see a power shift that will be as radical as anything we've ever seen in sports. Um, the only thing I can think of that could even come close would be the realignment of NCAA basketball. That's something. There's some familiar ties there, but nothing else I've seen. We've seen since. You know, the AFC and the NFC and football and that kind of stuff. And that was so long ago that no one's touched it. Since all the money's rolled in, there haven't really been any giant structural changes that roll power from one direction to the other. But, uh, Ken, anything to add to the world soccer conversation besides that your club is a super club? I I, I like the idea of that. I like the sound of it. It's got a good ring to it. (laughs) Two things that James James has mentioned here. If, uh, If FIFA really is going to to play that card of we're not going to allow players in the Super League to, to represent their country, 
that will have to be a document and a strategy played perfectly. All I's dotted, all T's crossed, because nobody watches the World Cup if the world's best players are not representing their country. So they better just the make very sure that these players are going to jump ship from the teams that just acquired $400 million to pay them whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, two, with the with the uh, the court battles, with these contracts, not a lawyer either, but it does seem to me that if there's one thing that can beat a lot of lawyers and a lot of court cases, it's a lot of money. <laughs> and the Super League's got a lot of money. Hmm. Um, I'm, I, I just, there's so many variables here. Like It's just going to have to be like a, a wait and see kind of thing, but it's going to be exciting while we're waiting and seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Pete, also a member of the Super League. <laughs> Nothing to add, Thomas. It's already all been said. We covered everything perfectly. Oh, we can call ourselves the Super Friends now. Yes. No. All of our teams. Yes, no. the Super Podcast. Yeah. No, Tom? no, we're not doing that. Wait, should we start a Super League podcast? I bet no one has one yet. Ooh, we could have a cape, we well, could we have a cape on our logo. This... <laughs> Do you remember changing the name of this podcast? <laughs> Dude, you got to strike while the iron's really hot. <laughs> no, it's still super. We're still missing take. like three hundred. It people. didn't take, and the Twitter hasn't changed. So I don't. We're we're not really. Uh, we're not. We're not no. in between place. Wait, nobody's listening. <laughs> uh, Doctor Pete, just breathe a sigh of relief, though. Um, the taxi came, picked up uh, Jose. He's gone. The black cloud is gone, and it lasted a lot shorter. His black cloud was a lot shorter than the ones that he had had previously, which he had many fewer trophies. So we're mm-hmm. where we were. Well, six years ago. Set you up. To you should have, have Moy. Like, you should hire Moyes to steady the ship. That's fine. We're getting our first trophy on Sunday. Ooh. Nothing to lose. That was this true. Is that confidence? I hear. Is that confidence? Yeah, I hear? Killed. Um, very quickly, Blind just to extend no this podcast even more, just one word answer. If you were a Tottenham fan, who would you want to bring in as your manager? Just one, one word. That's all Harry I need from each of you. He's already been brought in before. Can't come back. Yeah, bring him in again. No, you didn't say that. <laughs> big Sam. Um, not big Sam. I need more time. I need more time. Go to Ken. Can't Allegri. Put somebody out there. Allegri. If I'm Allegri. a fan, yeah. it's hard to put me I'm into kind a of fan Allegri's of Tottenham, but kind of at the top of my list. Nagelsmann. Big Sam. Big Sam's been waiting for a yeah, big. Nagelsmann. Nagelsmann would not go to Tottenham. What? I wonder. That would be a step we're down. The down for league. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah, we're a hot, sense. hot commodity. Anyone will come Who's to he us. Who's okay, the coach? He's in the Super League. Super league? Didn't think so. Yeah, I think sorry to Arsenal. Oh my! Is that what you're asking? <laughs> Are you if kidding? Sorry, should go to Arsenal. <laughs> no. All right, that's enough. I didn't mean to extend it too long. I just All right, that. that's it. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much, pundits, for your input and your expertise. Do I get paid now because I'm a pundit? It's been it. my pleasure, Thomas. No, as always. Yeah, you're not getting paid anything, and you better edit this. Mm. Correct. <laughs> for James Lewis. Ken Lee and Dr. Pete, I am Tom saying we do not want a Super League just like everybody else, but we don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Right, guys? Yeah. yeah. Not going to happen. Hope everybody has an awesome and 
just try to stay balanced, everybody. Take a deep breath. It's going to be a lot of tugging and pulling. It's going to be a lot of legal stuff. Oh, just my God. take a breath. Take a breath. <laughs> Have a super week. Oh, f*** you, kid. That's a- <laughs> That was a lot better than your ending. <laughs>